Hello everyone, how are you? Welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas season 16 video edition. This week we're going way back to our original four pack featuring the one and only Mr. Dean McKeever. Keever, as you may know him, we're really excited to catch up with him, really to see how far he's gone and evolved since we, we started doing this. It's, uh, it just seems like yesterday. So really excited about this episode, really the evolution of him as not only an artist, but a, a businessman, what he's doing with Kiever Glass. If you ain't got a chance to, please check it out. We got one up here, up on the shelf, and they make just killer glasses with his designs. Him and his wife are a, a power couple. They're making it happen, so we learn a little bit more about that process. And we also just catch up and see what's new, how he's, you know, dealing with COVID, help everyone out there is uh, safe and doing well. You know, feel free to, to, to reach out if you just need somebody to talk to, because we are, you know, we're on this together. But you know, as we talk about, we're closer to the end than we are the beginning, which is uh, one of our, you know, pun intended glass uh, half full, you know, perspectives. So this episode is, is a good one, and I hope you're really enjoying the video portion of this. Please make sure to, to like and subscribe down low. Uh, my kids wouldn't be you know happy if I if I didn't tell you to tell you to do that. So get into it. But first, we need to take a quick moment let you know about our sponsor for the month of January. It's coming to an end. Dryuary is almost over. Uh, our friends over Athletic Brewing are our proud sponsors for the month of January. If you don't know about Athletic Brewing, they are brewing without compromise. You are not limited to just a couple of different styles. They are expanding and growing. I actually was able to pick up uh, you know, this good guy when he was just doing a little grocery shopping, Free Wave. If you haven't had a chance to check this one out, I'd highly recommend it. We'll get into that one in a little bit. But really great people doing some great stuff. Uh, you know, they continue to expand. When we first uh, connected with them, they were just based here in Connecticut, have expanded their brewery to include San Diego. You can get them to ship or deliver to you anywhere in the country. If you order two or more six-packs, it's free. Uh, you don't have to give up flavor, but if you do like that, you know, taste the beer, and if you're trying to, you know, stay in shape, it's a good uh, alternative after a nice long hike, which we've been doing, part of our Frozen feet challenge, do at least a, a mile every day. Uh, it's been uh, coming to handy, the athletic brews. And uh, so we got the hookup for you. 25% off your first order. Use code CANVAS25. That's CANVAS25 to receive 25% off your first order. Please get at it. I highly recommend it. And I'm super excited uh, for next month, which in a couple weeks, or depending when you listen to this, it could be in a couple days, we will be doing uh, or announcing something really cool that they're doing uh, in conjunction with uh, one of the organizations that I'm really proud to be a part of, uh, Beer Culture. And I think if you look, no, over here, wait, oh, no, over here, uh, boop, there it is, boop. This is our most recent Beer Culture collaboration with our friends over at Primitive Beer. So I will say that dryware has been pretty easy. It's been great. Uh, like I said, getting out there and getting the hike on and just getting that you know, cold air in your lungs feels great. But uh, I will not lie that our, my friends have been very kind to me. And so the fridge, which is right, how do we do this? Here, is pretty stocked with some, some awesome beers. So we're excited for February. We 
don't feel that we'll just stop drinking the athletic brews. You know, like I said, there's a great beer coming out uh, next month. Uh, killer label and just uh, a great collaboration. So look for that. But without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 179. Yep, do the math. Prime number. So got a fresh new do. Feeling good. Got the new glasses. And let's get into it. Episode 179 with my man, Dean. Let's catch up, share with you, and don't be a stranger. Here it goes. And cut. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I bet. Like in the studio, looking good. I, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, nice. You get to keep a glass behind you. I like it. Trying, trying to, uh, trying to figure. Yeah, I put in shelves the other day and trying to figure out a way to like with lighting and stuff. And yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I just want to do something different. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, it's really, it's, it's like, it's pretty laid back. I mean, I just wanted to catch up with you to see, you know, it was kind of crazy. I mean, I read back the transcript the other day, like, it was like four years ago when we first hooked up. So, like, wow, that's just nuts. to see where, yeah, just to see where things have gone, it's just been, it's just been crazy. I mean, I think you were doing like the single color curiosities back then. And, yeah. you know, we we're talking about you being like a car salesman, like, shit like that. Was, <laughs> it's fucking uh, crazy. Yeah, the good old days. Holy shit. Yeah, but I've just been Yeah, man. Been super busy, been grinding like crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love it. I think yours is a great story. I mean, you just work really hard and you know, you're you're always pumping out stuff. I think you're not trying to find a way to monetize. I think the glasses is super smart. You know, I've got I have I have the Yeti one. Right. Uh, and just yeah. Yeah, man. I just love I just love it, dude. I'm just I'm so like I'm kind of like I don't know, I just have a source of pride. Like I just love to see how hard you're working and how passionate are you about it, man? It's just, uh, it's just great to see. Oh, right, right back at you, man. How many episodes in are you now on the podcast? <laughs> uh, 175. I think you were episode like four. <laughs> yeah, I was the original. Yeah. I was the first like six pack. Yeah, yeah, we had like we had the launch date, and it was the, yeah, it was folks like you who made me think that we could do it. So yeah. yeah, dude, that's that's awesome, man. Good for you. So, so. So what's up, man? You're working. So now you're, you know, vitamin C, treehouse, obviously. You've broken out into battery steel. You're doing more consistently. Yeah. How, I mean, you're selling, you're selling prints. You got glasses going. I mean, how are you keeping yourself? I mean, how are you managing all that shit, dude? Uh, <laughs> um, with my handy-dandy uh, planner here. That's then, then after that, it just pretty much, uh, you know, I, I plan out every week and then it always – by the end of the week, it's like nothing like what I originally jotted down in my planner because work comes and goes and edits come and go and new stuff pops up. But um, really, it's just I try to break it down by brewery, you know, so like um, and I schedule everybody out in a way that um, I don't feel rushed and they don't feel like they're getting pushed back behind another brewery, you know, because like the main ones right now are um, Vitamin C, Treehouse, Vanish Valley, Battery Steel, um, and Broadbrook in Connecticut. Um, so those are like the main ones that I've been doing the most work for. Um, so I just try to see, you know, 
when they need the labels in their hands and then I just schedule it out accordingly so that I can give everybody my full attention, you know? Um, and then mm -hmm. mix that in with Kiever glass, which has just been like exploding. Um, thankfully, um, my wife, she, I mean, unfortunately she quit teaching cause of all this COVID crap. Um, and she was kind of on the rocks with it anyway, but, um, she quit and now she's home full time with me. So she's like spearheading all the Kiever glass stuff. Um, you know, I do the designs and, um, handle some of the, you know, ins and outs as far as like, you know, order fulfillment and stuff like, you know, uh, questions and answers, but she does all the physical order fulfillment. She's packing everything. She's shipping everything. She does all the social media stuff. Um, and that's why it's growing so great is because I couldn't afford, you know, to spend that much time on it. Um, and, uh, I was sort of, um, stunting the business's growth you know whereas now that she's home she's really taking it taking it on full time and um that's why it's been going so well so i got my beer labels the kiva glass stuff um and uh i'm really um gonna start bearing down on a, a new body of like personal work too um so that's really important for me this year uh, is to build up um you know i don't have any gallery shows lined up or anything but um i really want to behave in a way that kind of pretended like I do so that I, you know, can get some new workflow coming out of my studio um, instead of just client work, you know, um, Inktober really helped. I, lo I love doing that. It's my second year doing it. Um, and I just, when it was over, I just missed like that. It, it was, I was really strict about doing one a day. Um, but that was the only like, you know, restriction or guideline was the prompt word and that you should do one a day. Um, but I missed, you know, when it was over on November 1st, I was kind of bummed, like doing stuff you know, for fun. Like, I love my job. It's fun. But um, like I said, it's really important to me this year to, to build up some personal work that's not connected to any of my clients. It's just for me, you know, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm. And we'll do. Yeah. And we'll do. Yeah. We'll do another gallery show. So let's just let's put yeah. that out there. We'll do. Another yeah. Yeah. Man. I, I can't wait. Hopefully. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean, who knows if it's, if it's Q3, Q4, you know, I think uh, Will and I have been talking. And if everybody, I mean, Dean, we were saying before, he was one of our first four pack, like made me believe that we could do this. And then we teamed up and did the Artcraft Beer event in New Haven, yeah. which was, that was probably one of my more mind-blowing things we've done. It's just kind of like, oh, people would, would come check this out. And we've done, you know, we've done some small ones and we did a big one up in Maine together. And it was, uh, it was cool because it was, that was last year, but like, it was just nice to like to get to like hang out, you know, it was always, it wasn't like transactional. Like we just kind of got a little silly over the weekend and everyone was just, you know, chilling, hanging out. But yeah, it just really been great to see your, your growth and evolution, man. I think, you know, I, early on, I, I commissioned you to do like a, you know, piece. So we have like a windmill piece in the dining room every time we eat dinner, man, you're there with us. And so it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just been great, man. Cool, man. Yeah. I, I'm very honored still that you guys have that in your house you know that was uh in my quote-unquote early days you know so uh yeah and i've kind of yeah sign it's legit yeah it's good yeah. i mean i'll, I'll hawk it later on yeah there you i'll go. pay for my kids college yeah, yeah, yeah throw, good. throw it on good. ebay in a few years yeah but I, i've actually <laughs> I, did, I did probably less than half uh this year of the, the private commissions that i did in 2019 um i'm just trying to roll those back a little bit too because my client work has just been getting much busier and um 
it's not that I don't want to do commissions for people, but it's just like um, it, they kind of the, the lines started getting a little blurry and, and crisscrossed and I was getting a little overwhelmed. And um, same thing, you know, like like I said, I, I um, make sure enough I schedule enough time for each beer label um, so that all of my, you know, breweries are feel like they're getting the same level of, of time and treatment from me. Um, so that's why, you know, it was easier for me to say, Hey, I'm not taking on as many commissions. And then, you know, I, I don't have to, whereas I couldn't really say, Hey, I, I need to slow down the beer labels because, you know, the breweries are full steam ahead. So, um, I'm along for the ride, you know, so, which is great. You know I mean? Um, um, I guess I'm really happy that I'm in the, the craft beer industry because, uh, the pandemic hasn't, hasn't really done anything to slow down um, beer production, which is good for my breweries and good for me as the guy who puts the art on the labels, you know, so there's still can and beer. I'm still doing labels. So I'm happy, you know, um, super thankful for that. And, um, and, and also, you know, Kiever glass, um, you know, we, we try to keep a varied uh, amount of designs out there so that people want to, you know, collect them all and um, also just keep the prices right where you know even if it's a limited drop they're 30 bucks it's a 30 dollar a month investment um so we just hope people will even if they have you know 10 20 100 glasses we hope that they'll still come back to us because i'm a collector too as you can see all the shit behind me i have all sorts of stuff but uh, yeah I, and i'm a beer glass collector too i have you know you really it, the, the crazy thing about drinking beer is you don't really need a glass you can just drink it out of the can you know so um i get yeah. i get so stoked when when uh, i get return customers from kiever glass and say wow this guy literally i mean some people have every glass we've done even the ones that i did before it was rebranded as kiever glass just when it was me doing it um it's a little uh insider tip for some of the people that uh have some of the og uh runs of my glassware the, the my logo is on them my kiever logo whereas the the new kiever glasses it, it has the kiever glass logo on there so that's how you know you got a an old school first edition run it'll have my kiever logo on there instead of the new one so um but yeah, yeah. we're just my wife and i have been having tons of fun uh tons of fun with it um just trying to uh grow the brand uh organically you know slow and steady and um so far it's been going really well, you know, and, um, yeah. it's just been just a nice shift for me to, um, you know, even though it's, um, commercial work and, you know, I make money from it. Um, it really has been a great outlet for me, um, to, you know, I can do whatever I want on those glasses and my wife and I sort of brainstorm and come up with what we're going to do for the monthly limited drop, which is really fun. And, uh, and we're just super stoked. We just want to get back out there and do pop-ups, um, we can't wait to do pop-ups and meet people in, in person and, and um, just, you know, just to get out from behind our phones and have people come and shake our hands and talk about our glasses and our art and stuff. So again, hopefully uh, we'll be able to look back on this, you know, these pandemic days and not laugh, but just think, man, that sucked, huh? But at least, you know, moving on. So someday we'll get there. Right. I mean, <laughs> we got yeah, the, yeah, I was saying that we're closer to the end than we are to the beginning. So that's at least like the final. Yeah, positive I like that. It. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. That's a good statement. Hopefully, that sticks. You know. So. Yeah, and I will say I've uh, we've dropped limited merch and done all this stuff, and I would I'd be lying to say it's easy. Like it's easy to come up, easier to come up with the idea, it's easier to find somebody to print it. But like fulfillment is the worst. 
And I would say, I think I ordered your glass. We'll just arbitrarily say that on Monday. I had that glass in hand by like, we'll just say Wednesday. Like it was, it was insanely quick. Like I thought like it was so quick. I thought somebody sent it to me as like a gift or <laughs> like, you, like it was put in the mail like well before. Right. So I, that, that was, yeah, that was shocking. Cause like, that's my biggest stress. Like people will order it and be like, Hey dude, are you sending those out? And I was like, Oh yeah, I got it. That's part of it. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part of that, like people try to like, yeah, people try to like pitch me on like a fulfillment house. And I was like, where do I make any money here? Like, you know, right. like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, order fulfillment is big for us. And, and uh, that was the, the main problem I had uh, doing the glassware the first time it was just myself. You know I mean? I would put, please allow two to three weeks for delivery because I just had so much stuff scrolling around that I, you know, would pack orders here and there. Whereas now with like a limited drop, you know, my wife, Kristen, she'll pre-pack them, you know, a week out so that all the, all of everything's ready to go. All I have to do is print out the labels and slap them on there and, and the, the mail truck comes and scoops them up. So um, we really wanted, we're doing it legit. It's just a two person operation, but um, you know, they're, Printed in the USA, designed by me, you know, quick order fulfillment. Um, and we got a fresh design coming out every month. And uh, January's design and February's design are my two favorites so far. They're, they're super rad. And um, the the way they're printed is pretty weird. It's, it's you know, they're, they the glass spins and the, the printer, you know, ejects the ink onto it. Um, but there's kind of, there's been kind of like growing pains with which colors work better than others and which textures work and what don't, you know? So um, I think for the next two uh, limited drops, I've really nailed it down to a look and a feel for the glassware that is exactly how we want it to be going forward. So really stoked about January's drop. It's like a space theme. So um, keep okay. an eye out for that one. Yeah, that'll be third, I think uh, third Friday of this, this month that, that'll come out, so. Maybe we'll, yeah, maybe we'll coordinate it, yeah. I would say like they do in like the show, like the YouTube channels, like subscribe below. But I don't know if I'm gonna be able to figure that out with video. Right. So, <laughs> I got, we'll pretend like click the link below. Yeah. So we'll try. But uh, yeah, we got it right here. Yeah. yeah, we've got we've got we've got Yeti Boy right here. He's uh we're a big fan of that one. And so it's uh and the you know the box and everything. But yeah, I think and there's a website we get no promotion of, but if you don't use them, you should check them out. Pirateship.com. Do you guys use those? Uh for shipping? Yeah. No, we, we just go regular, just postal service, and we we print. We yeah, pirate check, yeah, check, yeah. check that uh, out. You make a little extra on it. Uh, it gives you like the cheapest price at that point, and it's it's through UPS. It's like a front end, and okay. you can like take load in all of your uh, orders into like a file, and it'll print them out. It can print them out in batches. Oh, that's pretty sick. I'll I'll definitely check that out. I mean, we use Shopify for our mm -hmm. online storefront. Um, we get a small shipping discount through there, but um. You know, I was looking for easier ways to get the orders out, you know, because, you know, the most we put out, you know, packed and shipped in one day, I think was like probably like you know, over 100 orders. Um, mm -hmm. So if we could streamline that down, you know, it can't hurt, you know. Yeah, it's shit that you never thought of. Someone was like, oh, check this out. And it was like to send a one pound package to like Cali from the East Coast was like five bucks. So it was, yeah. it was pretty cheap. Nice. And it, yeah, I mean, it, we're, we're still the feeling the pain from, uh, you know, the holidays mixed with um, understaffing for because of COVID, you know, there's still are some, oh some of our, yeah. our uh, pre-holiday shipments just stuck out there, um, which is a bummer for anyone listening. Your your glasses will come because uh, 
I'm staying on it. It's not that they're they're lost. It's just that what happened leading leading up to Christmas was that um, the local sorting facilities were getting so overwhelmed that they wouldn't even sort some stuff. They would just say, "All right, that pile is unsorted," and they would just send it to like Kentucky or wherever that had room and sort it there and then ship it back. And it was just like this extra step. So there's literally like warehouses full of unsorted packages that were meant to be fulfilled before the holidays. So it's just kind of a cluster right now, but it is what it is, you know? So I guess- Have you, you, know, you, ever, you ever think you know about the level of granularity of uh, sorting facilities? Like no. my, same thing, yeah. My mom no. said something <laughs> to my, my boys from Philly. And she said one day she checked and it was in Louisiana. Yeah. And she was, it was like, it was like, yeah, that's, yeah, it, it crisscrosses. You know, I had a guy that lives in Martha's Vineyard and he was like, uh, I just, it was uh, in um, like a Boston facility or something. And then, you know, he assumed he would get it the following day and he checked again. And it was in like Louisiana or something. He was like, what's going on here? And I was like, dude, it's like, yeah, holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, feels bad. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I, I, so yeah, somebody in town over like in like the newer show area order glass. And it took 10 days. It like went way past and then back up. And then I was like, I probably just could have hand delivered it to you, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're kind of at the mercy of the, we, we get our orders out as fast as we possibly can with, and then after that, it's really up to the postal service. And we just kind of keep our fingers crossed. So, you know, it's part yeah. of the business. So, so your, your day, your day planner, how are you, how do you chunk it? Like, do you, is it like two hours, two hours like use per project and you have like treehouse day vitamin c day like yeah. how do you how are you trying to how are you trying to do it i mean life happens but yeah pretty much um i just schedule a label a day just to be safe knowing that there's always going to be more work like you know i don't start the day do the label and then i'm just done like there's always you know kiever glass overflow stuff and um you know, there's always going to be, sometimes I, I won't even start drawing till two o'clock in the afternoon. Cause it's like, I've been answering emails all day and stuff. So, um, and then, you know, my, I, my own online shop too. I, you know, leading up to the holidays, I had, you know, tons of print orders to fulfill. And, um, so, you know, I had to ship out all those, all the Inktober drawings I sold. So, um, super overwhelmed right now. So I just it's kind of like underbook myself, you know, I do one label per day, and then knowing that the other half of the day, if I need it, I can, I can do some other stuff. So, um, and then usually I'll, I'll, you know, mark Sunday as off, but you know, I, I've worked today. So it's like, it's all, yeah, you know, here we are. Yeah. yeah, right. Right. But, um, uh, you know, so yeah, usually the, the most important thing is a label on my schedule and, and I'll just block off the entire day for that. Um, and then sometimes it overflows, um, the following day just for minor edits and stuff but the bulk of the work i can get done uh in one day okay yeah now you talked about it like how are you managing like i know for me being like trapped inside most of the damn and pandemic has definitely been mental health wise it's been yeah. tough how are you, you know, how are you dealing with that because now not only are you super busy but you have all these projects and all these other things up in the air and all the craziness how are you how are you handling that now um, I mean, I think I'm probably feeling a little bit of, you know, seasonal and, you know, quarantine depression as much as the next guy. Um, it has definitely helped having my wife here full time, knowing that, you know, she's not going out teaching and putting herself in a dangerous place. Um, and she's an artist, too. You know, her her uh, painting tables right next to me here in the studio. So um, we'll 
you know, paint together or bounce ideas off each other. Maybe I take a day off and I'm playing guitar right here and she's painting and we kind of just like our crutch for one another. Um, and then um, like once a week, I've been going out, like meet my buddy up in Northampton Mass, which has really helped to like break it up. Um, you know, we'll go uh, to Progression Brewing in Northampton, which is one of my favorites. And uh, Drew, the owner, installed this like super expensive, like energy efficient, like air purifier thing for the entire like brewery so it's like fresher air inside than it is outside so it's like my wife and i haven't gone eaten in a restaurant in like forever um so we're pretty strict about that but i feel okay going into certain places especially when like progression they're super strict about who sits where what's sanitized mixed out with the air filtration system and that's really helpful and gives me peace of mind when i know hey i needed this break today but also i'm still being safe um and sometimes too like uh, I'll just, you know, just take a day off, you know, I, I, I'll have a crazy Monday and then I'll be, you know, beat. And then Tuesday, maybe I'll just take some time for myself and, um, you know, not necessarily go for a drive, but maybe just, you know, go to, go to the pet store, grab my, you know, dog, some treats or whatever, just break it up with little mini trips, you know, or, um, yeah. you know, play Xbox for an hour or play guitar and record something or something other than art and um, other than Instagram or social media, you know, I love social media, but um, I think it's, we're all on our phones a lot more lately because we're all stuck at home. And um, I think every artist is their biggest critic. And um, sometimes, you know, Instagram is like half inspiring as it is um, not uninspiring, but you just see other artists, like why do they have, 200,000 followers and I don't, or why are they getting this opportunity and I didn't? And it's like, well, cause you know, you work hard, they work hard, they got it. And that's all it is. It's not that they're better than you or you suck or whatever. It's like, try to, I just really try to practice PMA, you know, positive mental attitude and um, yeah. See friends once a week, you know, just bounce positive ideas and keep her glass ideas off my wife and think of new marketing ideas for Kiever glass and just, you know, look at inspiration i'm going my ipad do a quick sketch or something so really just still everything i do is you know tied into artwork but um just trying to not get stuck in the house so much because this is where i live and work so i think maybe just going out once a week has really helped um to see my homie um just to kind of to break it up um has been big because it's like sometimes you're like holy shit i've been wearing pajamas for three days i need to get the hell out of here like <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i've yeah. uh i've definitely donald donald ducked a few meetings where it looks like i'm all oh, yeah i'll fly out i'm just like oh yeah but yeah that's why i put the shelves on i got like a rock you know one of my fish frame posters over here and just oh, yeah. i was like well at least this is my little like my area i live here i might as well right. try to make something of it yep. and yeah it's like and you realize like little things like, oh, we need this at the supermarket. It's like, I'll go, like, sound me up, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, not, or forget a couple of things. You got to go back a couple of days later. Yeah, it's just. That's what I'm saying, it's, just uh, break it up a little bit, you know? And um, yeah, go, find, go to places that you enjoy, but also are, are practicing safe, um, you know, pandemic practices. Uh, like I said, progression brewing, you know, um, they they are open right now, but it's it's, there's like a very safe vibe in there. I mean, they don't like pack people in there like some places still do stupidly. So, um, and it's like just far away enough where it's like, I mean, no, nothing against like the bar that's five minutes from my house, but it's kind of like 
when you go to college, you know, you don't, you want to like go far enough where it feels far enough, you know, like you're actually away from home. Whereas like going to progression, it's like a 40 minute ride for me. So it's like just far enough to feel like I'm getting away from my, my home base to feel like it's a little bit of a break from my usual routine, you know? Yeah. I've been going to like Fox farms, like almost an hour adding to the best brewery in Connecticut. And it's just like a drive and it's like rural and it's like completely just like a time to like, yeah. Now I usually get out of the car. Cause it's like, they, they put it down. You got to grab it out and put it in my car, but yeah. <laughs> just to, uh, like just have an hour I can listen to in like car surround sound. Like my yeah. music is like exactly. it's great. Exactly. Throwing like a record and just like, ah, oh, it's so good. I know. And it just, you know, I was talking with my wife about just like the stuff we took for granted. You know, we used to love, Friday night or Saturday night, like same thing, go up to Northampton, but like bar hop or try a new restaurant or whatever, bump into some people here. And it's like, it's, you can't do that right now. And it's just like, like new year's, our usual new year's routine is to do that, go up North to Northampton and just, you know, have a, have a fun night. And it's like, can't do that. You know? So it's like, I, I hope we're, like you said, we're closer to the end than we are from when all this started. Um, because I just, mm-hmm. I can't wait to like, go back to normal you know that, that first like that first those first couple parties like i was even thinking like in my day job like we, go, we i'd be at conferences and stuff and that's been the positive i get i'm here like day to day with my, my boys and like i really i really appreciate that like i'd be on the road and miss some cool things and but like that first night like it was always like a welcoming reception happy hour i'm like people are gonna be so hungover the next day because people are not going to know how to, I mean, their tolerance might be out, but like social drinking is a whole other thing. You know? I know, right? It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I just, I just really am looking forward to going back to normal, you know, to get back to my normal routine, but also to like try new stuff. Like I said, like we're, my wife and I are chopping at the bit to do uh, pop-ups with Kiever Glass because um, it's, we want to get in front of people that might not know we exist or get in front of people that know we exist, but haven't met us yet and um, make some new sales and new contacts. And um, it's just, I've, I've done a lot of pop-ups with for myself with just my art prints and stuff. And they've always been so fun um, and successful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm just really looking forward to doing that with Kiever glass. Um, I think it's so important to, like I said, get out from behind your phone sometimes with your brand and, and um, get out in the real world and, and uh, let people like see and feel your products and stuff before they buy them, you know? So hopefully we can do that yeah. soon in the spring that, or the summer would be so rad if we could uh, pop up somewhere. It would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think what I love about your work is that it's you're known because of like people found you because of beer, but if you popped up at like a normal art, you know, show or like a, fl- a flea market, right. like, your stuff, you wouldn't have to be like, I'm Kiever. You may have heard of me, you know, like, uh, like Trent McClure from Simpsons, like from such breweries that like you yeah. just do your own thing. And yeah, like, that's, just, what's great about separate. it. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I, I, it's so important to me and I'm thankful that I have this, this like fan base, you know what I mean? Like, like just these thirsty, like beer fans that, I mean, I'm one of them too. You obviously, you know, that I'm a beer drinker and I love it. And, um, they buy our glassware, but it's going to be really important to us moving forward to, to branch out. Right. So like not just beer drinkers, maybe, you know, who knows? I mean, it could be anyone, maybe it's not, it's a non-beer drinker. Maybe it's just someone that thinks the glass is really rad and like wants to drink water out of it. We don't care. We just want new and interesting customer base to, to experience our products. So um, I think pop-ups will really help with that. And we're just like, 
again, we're chopping at the bit. Like we can't wait to get out there and, and put our products in front of some um, people that aren't beer drinkers. You know what I mean? Or maybe they are beer yeah. drinkers, but they, they don't have social media. They don't um, really know who we are. Um, it's, you know, probably like 90% plus of our um, referrals come from Facebook or, or, or Instagram. And then like a small amounts, Facebook and uh, Snapchat. So um and I know a lot of people don't use social media and, um, and, and like I said, I've always been successful at pop-ups. Um, so I'm really looking forward to doing that with Kiefer glass because, um, it's going to be awesome. I know it's going to be awesome. I just, I just love getting out there and like talking to people and, and meeting people. And, uh, so mm -hmm. I, I know I keep saying I'm not trying my hopes up, but I, I really like it. I just, I'm really excited about that. The most going into deeper into 2021 and hopefully post pandemic is, uh, strengthening the Kiva glass brand and outreach. Oh yeah. They, they would look great with a glass of milk in there. I mean, it would be good. Yeah, far yeah. as it pop. Do a whole line of sippy cups for the kids. Yeah. A whole line. I know. Right, beer. man. I mean, we're, we're branded as unique beer glassware and obviously the, the, we, you know, lean heavy on the 16 ounce can glass style, but, um, uh, you know, there's, we have people send us pictures all the time, you know, I don't really like beer, but I'm having my red wine tonight out of UFO glass. And it's like, it's so rad, you know, so I want to keep that. Are you thinking of using the art to play with the styles? Like the how like, um, I mean, what do you mean? Like a different style or. Yeah. You said the 60 ounce glass, but like some of them, like even like a wine or like a bigger sifter. Yeah. With some yeah. of the space stuff you could play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, we're considering it's probably hard, right? Because you figured it with the printing and stuff like that, you probably just feel comfortable now with how the the current yeah. setup is. I mean, there are definitely restrictions for um, color. Like we use what's called FCO, so full color organic. So it costs us more, but um, it looks better. Um, that's most important to us. Um, so we are, I think our price points match where other, you know, limited beers, glass companies are at, but not all of them necessarily use the full color organic. Um, but you can't do full color organic isn't available on every style glass. So like we have, uh, our, we have our, um, 13 ounce Belgian, um, but you can only do one color on there. So, um, we might do a traditional, you know, like pint glass, you know, you would get, just get like at the bar or whatever, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really into those anymore. I just think that I just love the can glass, you know, some people aren't huge on them, but, um, I just think they're really unique looking and they really fit my art art style and they're really comfortable to drink out of like there's a little like recessed thing for your bottom lip which is like kind of nice and um yeah. know, we, might, we might do a willy we might do i don't know we'll, 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 it's definitely in the works you know we're gonna we're gonna You'll play with it um, yeah i i, I like the six yeah we did that we did the one with uh dune hager and like the full wrap and I, I like i like that class it's, it's becoming more popular too i think it's yeah and it kind of plays off and it kind of gives it like a subtle nod to kind of like your beer can, you know, beer, it's almost like your own private limited beer label type thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it was kind of just natural for me to, to get into that mindset of designing for the can glass. And I like it too, because it's really the only style with that you can print, like fill up the, almost the entire like real estate on the glass. You know what I mean? Like the printable area almost fills up the entire glass. You know, there's like a small gap on the top, a small gap in the bottom but the majority of the glass itself is printed artwork which we really like whereas like if you get a willy you can get color print but it's like it's like in the middle like a band going around like instead of like the entire glass being printed um so 
again, with the canned glass, you know, we, we pay up a little bit extra to have the print area fill up the, almost the entire glass. But um, it's really important to me to, you know, it's kind of like unique in a way where um, it's the, the artwork fills up almost the entire glass. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, we're also been playing with like, um, like negative space, you know, so not like the entire, like the art doesn't like fill up the entire glass in a sense where like you can't even see the beer through it, you know, like the squash glass behind you on the shelf. Like we like that you can see the design and depending on what kind of beer you have in it, it sort of changes the look of the art. So like if you put a stout in it, it's going to look like nighttime. You put a hazy IPA in there, it's like morning. People put sours in there and it looks like a cool like sunset. So we really think beyond just here's a glass with a design on it. It's like, here's a cool glass. Here's a cool design. Here's how it'll look depending on what beer you have in it. Here's how many we made. You know, we, we want to strengthen the, like, uh, the collector's market, you know? So I love that people buy them and trade them and sell them and swap them and whatever, you know, I think that's cool as hell. So, um, we have all that in mind for our customers, not just here's a glass, buy it. It's more like, how are you going to use it? What are you going to drink out of it? Like, how does it photograph? Like, so it's really like a, it's more than just creating cool glassware. We have all that in mind too. We're going to do something. So it's been fun. Man. I think we, you should have a subscription model. People would buy it. Right. I mean, I think people would pay for, pay for that. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing we thought about that, cause like we kind of do already have a subscription uh, when you think about it, cause we do a limited drop each month and it costs $30. So it's like if mm -hmm. you just buy each limited drop, it's a $30 a month investment and you're, you're no strings attached. You know, it's not like you have to sign up or cancel your subscription. You just put 30 bucks aside once a month for Keeper Glass and you're guaranteed a, a rad, you know, a rad product with the limited print and some stickers and stuff. So we think it's a, a it's a nice price point where it's good for us and, and the time we spend and the quick shipping and stuff. But we also want people to come back and buy more than one, than one or two and we, you know, as a, a collector myself, I really have that in mind for our customers that we want you to buy a bunch and display your collection proudly and, and use each glass for each occasion, you know? So, um, that's pretty much, that's, that's we, we just watched uh, Forrest Gump on New Year's. So in his words, that, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. That movie's so good. It's like three movies in one. It's like, I know we, we did be. the thing where we started at uh, 10, 38 and 57 seconds. We, we, we did that. And literally we were off by three seconds at the countdown at the New Year's Eve part when Forrest is at yeah. the bar with Lieutenant Dan and those two girls. And like, right when it was happy new year in real life, He's like, Happy New Year, Lieutenant Dan. And he's like sitting there with the confetti. We're like, I've always wanted to do that. It was so rad. It was, it was definitely worth uh, it. Definitely worth it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I remember to date myself, I remember in college, there was the the Pink Floyd and Wizard of Oz, like the yeah. three. But it wasn't, but it wasn't like you can, now you can just go on YouTube and it's just like pre-sync. Right. Yeah, like this is that I was at a party and it was and it was like at the three roars, like one guy was at the stereo. One dude was at like the VCR, I think, right. DVD, and it was like, <laughs> oh, I remember, yeah, my one friend, it was, uh, I think it was a 420 party, so it was a little, but I remember he got so freaked out, like, as I kept sinking more and more intensely, I remember it was like out of like a cartoon, he just like ran, like ran out the door, I was like, I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it does, there are some parts, like, I remember like the, it, like, there's like these bells that match up at one point, and like the monkeys part was trippy, it's like, it like matches up like too well, it's crazy. 
Yeah, money when she when it goes from black and white to color, mm-hmm. and, that's, and the registers, and then like the yellow brick road, and it turns to color. That was like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. 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 So, some yeah. stoner figured that out and was like, yo. <laughs> yeah, there's one with like Clockwork Orange or something too, but I haven't I haven't watched that one. I don't think it's as good, but I think it might be another Pink Floyd thing. Yeah, now, yeah, you said you're you're you Jones to do some personal work. What what, what is uh where is your where's your headspace in that? You're gonna keep with the nature vibe you're gonna you're gonna do different mediums like what are you thinking yeah i mean i've I've been um really enjoying digital work on my ipad um and i've kind of uh been developing this new style um you know i I leaned on it heavy for uh the label super vivid for treehouse recently um i don't know if you saw that but it was like this trippy like collage of all these crazy elements there's like a unicorn and like a rainbow and all this this crazy stuff and um almost looks like uh tattoo flash on acid if you will and uh so i i I limit myself to uh select colors like six or seven colors or less which sort of forces me into coloring it in a way that brings your eye around the whole piece instead of just having every color at your disposal and like beating it to death with color. I like limiting a limited color palette. Um, and then I leaned on it again for, um, there's a yearly, uh, you know, PAPS, a, a PBR label contest um, that I've entered three times now and um, was really happy with how it came out. Same style, like tattoo flash, simple, simple colors. Um, so I'd love to get some more of that going. And I've also wanted to do uh, a body of large watercolors. So in the same style as my Inktober, like dark art pieces, but um, huge. So like poster size, so poster size, original watercolors. Um, so that would be traditional. And then I could have my body of work, my digital, you know, um, you know, digital work on my iPad. So um, that's really what I'm, I'm leaning towards. And I got this, uh, in my notepad app, I have this like giant list of ideas dating back like five plus years ago that is just a treasure trove of my trippy ideas that I just, I've dipped into here and there for some label projects, but there's just some that aren't really connected to anything other than my cool idea that I really want to flesh out. So, um, and we're uh, in the early stages of getting our basement like buttoned up and finished so that I can actually you know, use that space for some of my larger work that, again, like the large watercolors I want to do. Like I, I could do them in this room here. This is my like, you know, client work studio, my second floor of my house, but um, really stoked to finish the basement and have space to do a larger piece, walk around and look at it from different distances and angles and maybe, you know, shut off the lights and go back down there tomorrow and just work on a piece for more than just one day, you know, because like I said, I, I usually bang out a label a day or two. Um, whereas I kind of got in the habit with my own fun work, personal work, where I am like, oh, shit, I got to finish this today. But I really want to get back into starting a piece. And maybe it takes a month or two. You know, I haven't done that in years where I pack mm-hmm. away at a piece. You know, I'm always cranking out work, cranking out work, whereas uh, going into this new year, I really want to start a new body of work, but spend a lot of time on it since it's not due or for anyone other than myself. I like that a lot. I mean, it's I, with the, with the can like limitation of colors. It's early on, like years ago, like 
doing some, depending on the printer was, there was that limitation. So I think that's one of the things that you've been a little spoiled about. Like you have a free range of the whole, the whole palette with the, the clients that you're working with. Totally, yeah. Um, I'm gonna pull this up real quick. So this is the, this is just the the Paps design. Kind of see it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you know, it's like gives you kind of the same vibe of like tattoo flash, but you can see I'm limited to six colors there. Um, so I really yeah. want to do that with that. Um, and it's just a super fun way to flesh out ideas too. Um, and it's just the the iPad has been such a great tool, and it's it's been really hard um to not only adapt to using it but it but wrap my skill set and my style around it um when i bought it i thought oh this will just be like you know i'll just pick up where i left off with my traditional work but it, it is there have been some growing pains with it and i feel like i'm just finally getting used to it where i can um like flesh out a piece and complete it to where i can really put my stamp on it and feel good about it Whereas like initially I was like, yeah, it looks pretty cool. You know, I'll, I'll get better at it. But now I'm like really comfortable with the medium, the medium being my iPad. Um, and, mm -hmm. and I'm also like, um, been feeling really good about my watercolor skills, especially after the second run of Inktober. I think I've really gotten that to a refined place too, that I feel good about it. So again, those are the two personal projects I'm going to really bear down on this year. Um, and yeah, the iPad's fun as hell. And, uh, I, I try to uh, illustrate in a way where, yes, you can tell it's digital, but I also like to mask it and beat up textures and distress stuff and move stuff around just because you can, you know, the tools are there. And, um, and I've been trying to work on my Photoshop skills too, to kind of mix that with the iPad to not only change colors and move things around, but, you know, like I said, apply different textures and, and, um, output it for things other than prints, you know, maybe a glass, maybe a hat, maybe whatever, you know, so um, the iPad's been really exciting for me to um, apply my artwork to stuff other than just prints, you know, so like Kiever glass, I mm -hmm. do all the designs right on my iPad. Initially, I used to build them digitally in Illustrator just by hand, you know, with my mouse, um, whereas I actually hand draw them now in Procreate and then bounce them over to Photoshop where I finish them off and uh, format them for the final output onto the glass. So um, just, it's been really good um, messing with the iPad and um, I just got to step up now and get the pro. I just have like the regular, it's not the iPad mini, it's just like the iPad, you know, but it's like the smaller no, one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know there's like a crazy expensive one that's like twice as big or whatever, but I don't even know if that's necessary because I just, I love this damn thing. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, that's been the coolest thing for me is seeing folks who are, like really needed that tactile experience of having the print or having it. I see your drawer in the back, so it's in like a reminder. But they say like the versatility and the mobility. Was, I mean, that like where they'd have like a two dozen brushes or whatever, and now it's just like in their in their throwover bag. Like that that's been cool to see. That's that's more and more people are about like looking at the pros and cons and the and the positives are continually right. outweighing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, you know, it's cool too. Like I, I want to do more mural work this year too. You know, I did, I think maybe I did like two or three murals last year. Um, but now that I have the iPad, it's rad because I can just go to, to my first meeting with whoever wants a mural and like snap a picture with the iPad and like sketch right there with them directly onto the photo of the wall, which is like, I, you know, 
I did that a little bit last yeah. year too, but like, it's just so nice to have that and say, Oh yeah, I'll put, instead of saying like, Oh, I'll put this here and do this here. But like, I can just be like, here, here's what I'm thinking. And I'll just like draw live for them, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. and then if, you know, then just from that, I refine that sketch and drop it into my Chromebook and project it and good to go. So it's like cheat codes, but I try to use them to my best advantage. You know what I mean? Instead of leaning on them 100%, I try to use them as tools to just refine my craft, you know? So. Yeah. We always say smarter, not harder. It doesn't mean you're like cutting corners, but if you can find a process, yeah, you know, that's really what it comes down to. It's really easy early on when you're have one client to like, okay, I'm going to spend a week on this thing because they're the only person I'm working with, but you got to find a way to maximize optimize you know, all those eyes is maximize, optimize. But uh, yeah, I yeah. did get to see one of your murals in person uh, when, when we visited uh, vitamin C. So it was cool. Like it just kind of like, it just felt like, ah, oh, it felt like home. You know, it was like, it was like you were there kind of way. It was like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, I think it was the sea, it was like the sea captain was like, what's up? Yeah, yeah, I was dude. like, all right, this, this is the spot. Yeah. I, I love that thing. It came out so good. And, and um, I, Dino and I have been talking for a while now about a, uh, like a sister mural to that, you know? So um, maybe it would just be, I don't know, and maybe another character, you know, cause like Dino and I have been like developing this like cast of characters and these recurring characters that come back on the cans, you know, there's like the, the Tiki, like the Moai head and uh, spaceman and the duck and yeah well that's like the the, that's the yeah that's the tiki guy but i'm talking like the uh like the easter island guy you know and yeah uh, yeah, uh the moai and uh keep talking yep and um so like we have like those characters come back so i I would just love to do like a wall with like some of those characters too because he has such a great like footprint there in in weymouth that in a lot of wall space i think we could we could do something pretty rad I i would just love to do a giant vsb rubber ducky that would be so rad. <laughs> yeah, we have, uh, yeah, we have, uh, that was what's on my beer fridge right now next to the, yeah, I have, uh, I have some, and I, that's the thing, I think that's, it was a great experience, and I think, you know, you know, I got this, you can't see it, it's my black VSB shirt, which I, I absolutely love their, the merchandise they do, and I think that's why you guys kind of vibe so well, it's like high quality, accessibility, good people, like it's a whole thing. Oh, hell yeah. And so I think, it, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I've visited a bunch of breweries and I mean, I've seen, you know, tanks are tanks, but like you just kind of feel energy of like good people. And so it was nice just to, you know, I mean, and again, uh, when we did the event in Maine, uh, Dino went above and beyond to get us vitamin C beers that we could drink at Hubbub. And that was like, I mean, people send us once in a while, send us a four pack or, you know, buy us a beer when we get there. There's no, I'm not doing that for that, but everything, every time I've interacted with, with vitamin C, it's been, uh, above and beyond like it's just, oh, yeah. it's just they're just just wonderful oh i mean even if their beer wasn't good they'd still be crushing it because they're like the sweetest like group of people but their beer is also phenomenal so it's like kind of not a shocker that they're killing it because it's like mm-hmm. fresh delicious beer handed to you by an awesome person and you can go there once a week if you want it's just like killer you know so i wish i lived closer yeah. like, i was gonna say i wish we were coming back from we were coming back from Maine and like they're big Maine guys too. And so yeah. I remember uh, there's, a, there's a father and son. I'm sorry guys, I forgot your name, but like I, I was one day I was in line at Bissell and these guys were rocking like vitamin C gear. And I was like, yeah. all right. And I messaged Dino and he was like, that's my, that's our boys. 
<laughs> he was like, I think it's Joe, yeah, and his dad, you know, and they, they were there on to visit, so it's like full circle. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's been awesome. Well, also Dino, Dino's one of those guys you could bring him to the middle of the Sahara Desert and he would know someone, you know, like he's just like he knows everybody, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, people were coming by and he was like forklift over here and does that and like it was just, network, it just all worked. Yeah. yeah, it worked. And you and you brewed beers with them, so you like yeah, for you to work, man. I know, I know. the The first one was the cabin stack that was last year or 2019, um, and I was able to, you know, go in and actually brew with them and and like you know, it was so awesome. Like to like say, hey, like not only did I choose the beer style and how I wanted it to to drink and stuff and did the label, but I physically helped brew it. You know, I didn't like do any of the super hard you know, scientific stuff, but, uh, I was, you know, I got that, I rolled my sleeves up. I was helping. And then, um, this year we wanted to do another one, which was called ducky sauce. And, uh, I don't know if you had that one, but, um, I'm a huge, yeah. uh, Sriracha fan. So the can, uh, it's just, a, Oh yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. 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 So there's a, a, a Sriracha bottle on the front of the can and, and it's just a clear label. So the only thing you see is just the can itself and the Sriracha bottle. And I'm, I love Asian food. So I kind of, I told Dino, like, I want like a light, like fluffy pale ale that'll pair nicely with like spicy noodles or something, you know? So, um, and I actually did try it and like with spicy noodles and it was like, it was perfect, you know, but it was kind of bummer because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to go in and physically help brew this time, um, which was a bummer. So I, I was there in spirit, but you know, I, I couldn't like go in there and, you know, go into their brew deck and, and, you know, I didn't want to like contaminate the whole operation. So hopefully this year I'll be able to go back and roll my sleeves up and, and brew another collab with them. Cause it was fun as hell. It really was. I'd love to do a stout with those guys this time. That would be killer, which I've been getting into yeah. stouts a lot more like crazy. I mean, I you hand me any IPA, I'll drink it, but a good stout is just like, is like, there's something about it. I don't know if you're a big stout drinker, but I freaking love them, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, vitamin C did a stout called D- Dimensional Stability, I think it was. Um, and I drew this like seagull, like hovering way over the ocean. And you can see this dude like way down below the seagull in the sea on like a little like rowboat. And um, it was just, I was trying to pl- like play between like the, the person's view, the seagull's view, like the, you know, the, the grandness of the ocean and um the label came out rad and the beer was just like it's this crazy stout it was just one of those like where it's like i think it was like 10 percent, maybe a little bit less but like not boozy at all but just enough to know it was there and had that like crazy like like chocolatey thickness to it you know what i mean where it was like addictive mm. and even though it was like yeah. not 10 plus percent you're like you're pouring it and you're like, Oh shit, it's gone already. It was like one of those where you're like, Oh man, it's like, it's gone. You know, whereas sometimes you drink a stout and you're like, you need like, your fr- like friends to help you get through it. Cause it's so much, you know, yeah. whereas this stuff was, uh, was super addictive and I could have had like three of those things if I wasn't driving that night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like a good stout where oh, hell yeah. I just feel like stout's a little more of a social, like, like you're saying, usually it's like shared, like oh, I have half and yeah. half. The, yeah. Those are the worst. Those are the best worst ones when you share it and you're like, "Fuck, why did I do that?" Like, yeah, it's not like, oh, why, did I, why did I just keep that over here?" You know, it's, I know. It's good to have. I, the, I think uh, like a, a like a, a bottle, like a you know a, a seven fifty or whatever of a, of a stout, some barrel aged wax cap thing is like perfect between like two or three bros max. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You, start, you get to a party, you start dishing it out, and everyone's like snifter or whatever, and you're like, oh, it's gone. And you have like, you have like one sip of the thing, like it's whiskey, you know? It's like, oh, thanks, great. Yeah, right. Can right. I save that? Yeah, right. It's like, yep. yeah. Now, I do. I remember when we when we chatted like our first time. It was you were like you were getting the beer bros as we were calling back then. Like, what's next? Like hunting you down. Like, has that kind of subsided a little bit? Like, what the next release is? Like, I feel um, with like. Yeah, I mean, just usually they would get on me about. Because I, I would, I would roll. I was, I would like for that first like year, I would just see like announcement and just be like, oh, poor Dean. Yeah, because you know, yeah, it was yeah. like so secretive. Yeah. Now it's a little more like part of the marketing and branding. It's part of the norm, you know. People, a lot of breweries now have that same um, curiosity model where they have their experimental series or you know whatever it is. So, and with with Treehouse, you know, now it's kind of like. Um, everyone kind of expects that the curiosities are going to come out and they know I do the artwork for it and they kind of just leave it at that, you know? So, um, it's not really like a question that a, a curiosity is going to come out. It's just when, and I think most people know that I don't even know that information. I don't know anything. They just say, Hey, we got a curiosity coming and we want this on it. Go. And like, they don't say this is when it's coming out. This is the style. They don't tell me any of that. They're super secretive. So, mm-hmm. um, I think, now most people will just DM me and it's usually like Kiever glass questions, which is like, I guess is good because it's like, means my brand sticking a little bit, you know? Um, but mm-hmm. I think it's because since the, you know, the first time we talked uh, four years ago, it was like the, the hype train was like just getting rolling, you know, on, on beer and everything. So like, and now people are more used to it and kind of don't want to be spoiled about what's going to come out. They want to, be surprised about what's coming out and again they know that i don't i know as much as they do or probably less so <laughs> they don't they don't come yeah. with questions <laughs> yeah now one of the in that series one of the big pivot points was when it like the amount of color it, it's definitely evolved to the, yeah. it's like so much more vivid now yeah. how is how did that come to be was that like just a was it was that on their side did you want to experiment more because i think that was a yeah. a beautiful turning point yeah, it, it went from a solid color background to my line drawing. And then Curiosity 30 or 32, somewhere around there, was when um, they wanted like a hiker, like looking out over like a valley. And I was like, it's going to look like, I mean, I could do it in one color, but I feel like it it needs more color. So I just built a, a full color, but limited color uh, illustration in Illustrator. Um, which ultimately changed the direction of the Curiosity label. So from 32 up to, I don't know, like 50 or 60, I was doing everything with my mouse in Illustrator. Um, And then once we got into, um, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. After the Illustrator labels, um, you know, it was usually like uh, scenes of like mountains or, camping or different things it was like a like an adventure you know like a like a, almost like someone snapshots from like a cross-country trip that's what we were going for um and then i went in and met with um uh th- this guy david that works there he's like the operations manager um we wanted to take the labels in a new direction so um we came up with i, I was just really wanted to do these like hyper realistic like like macro like zoomed in uh, drawings of animals and plants and stuff. Um, so that's where it got into doing like my, uh, hand-drawn, no longer digital, like hand-drawn, 
uh, birds and dinosaurs and bugs and all this stuff. Um, and then uh, we put we put a pause on that. And then now the new direction is kind of blending all three. So I'm back to doing um, like really detailed one color line drawings mixed with high like high saturation colorful backgrounds and settings um and like high detail so it's kind of like the culmination of all three of my previous curiosity styles coming into this new stuff so like i did one this you know a mountain biker like ripping down a a bike trail and he's one color but everything around him is this intense vibrant color and and really a lot of detail on him and the bike and the little gears and the spokes and stuff so um, it's just a really cool new direction. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy where it's going. So, and again, it's kind of blending yeah. my traditional and digital styles. So, um, yeah, it was just, just been rolling along and, uh, they, the bigger they get, obviously, you know, they, they've been hiring more people. So, uh, they now have a, a dude, his name's John Gilman. Um, and they hired him as their in-house, uh, graphic designer slash artist. So he's been doing a lot of their like stout labels. So, um, and he has a really cool, like, sort of traditional, like, he, he, I know he works digitally, but he has like a brushy sort of, like, um, what's the word, brushy, kind of like, um, I guess, like textured style where he does like, uh, um, like people in different settings, kind of, kind of like leaning on what I used to do with the curiosity. There was always like, like, like two people in the images in a cool location he's kind of adopted that, but is putting his own spin on it. So mm -hmm. it's no longer just me doing the artwork. It's like 50% John, 50% me. So like he does the stout labels and a few other things. I do all the, like the curiosity labels and a few others. Like, uh, like I said, I redesigned. Um, so like any redesign. So uh, I, I redid super vivid. Um, I did the seasonal label. So, you know, spring, summer, winter, and the autumn label. Um, you know, a few other like uh, I like that because like, I like that because I knew it was you, but it was very much like it wasn't you. Like it was just very like it. It was like the back, like the backgrounds was a lot of white space and like just the falling and like it was just. I really like that because it could have. Yeah. You could just take the background away and like almost like you're saying with the right. the opacity of the glass, like it could just sat anywhere. Sure. But I, I just liked it because I I was ninety percent sure it was your strokes, but I, I just felt <laughs> like that was cool to. You know, it was just cool to, to to kind of have it be very non like yeah you know, show your versatility too you know yeah you I like that because I feel you don't have you're always challenging yourself yeah yeah thank you thank you yeah it's, it's like I said like you mentioned like I always said before with the the glasses you know you don't I do the same with my labels you know you, you have to let the design breathe you don't have to say you know the labels uh, you know five by eight you don't have to cram the entire thing full of information you know you kind of want to let it breathe and um, you know, I love typography and, and um, I, but I always struggle, like, where is the beer title going to go? So I kind of like, like Treehouse, they put it off to the right side of the label. Usually with vitamin C, I will work it in and in a way that tr I try to fit it in organically with the art. But now I'm kind of, I, I, I we're, we've adopted this similar style where the, the artwork is the, is the money shot of the label. And then the name of the beer is, is off to the side. So it, they'll all follow that template going forward to really make the artwork the main attraction of the label instead of the artwork with the title overlaid or worked in because it's kind of like I just think it's it's such an awkward sized canvas you know like the 
the final, like the cool spot of the can is just like that. You know, it's like this little like three by five area. So I, I just, which, which is also curved, right? So it's like also like, yeah. yeah. So I, I was kind of tired. We're, we're of stuck with this name of the podcast. We can't change it now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I love the canvas, but point is, is that it's such a small area that I'm kind of tired of the title of the beer taking up a half or a third of the label. So that's why I've kind of yeah. with vitamin C, I'm just going to try it. You know, we're, we're pushing the label, the title of the beer off to the side and the majority of what you see on the label will just be the art. So, um, yeah, I think that's really hard for people. Well, it's one of the things I've, I, I, I like, I like a consistent style sheet where if you need to have the logo on there, it's in the same spot at least, but people don't know, like, they're like, well, how are they going to know a beer? It is? And it's like, right. They're going to like, they're not just like, you know, like people are tactile. I mean, they were pre this, but I really like at least where, you know, it's going to be all the time or when it's not like 60% font and like 30%, 40% art or, you know, right. so I think the consistency is, is really, I think that's really, really smart. And with the curiosity series, I like, there was like a period, I think it was like in the eighties or nineties where it had like a holiday theme to it too. Yeah. And it was like, you're saying like these macro, like mini, experiences that ironically i think that was like a 2000 you know it was like last year but like you would you wouldn't really stop to maybe appreciate them right like you know little things you're doing totally. and they're all paired together it really told like a like a mini story it was like a short you know it was like comic yeah, book yeah yeah. yeah it's nice to have like a theme but also you know going back to not having the title of the beer on the artwork it's just like now i, I don't need to worry about Where's the title going to go? How's it going to work in? How's it going to look? But now I just work freely. So like, I know the title is going to be pushed off to the side. So now I can just go into the label full blown and just illustrate it exactly how I want without having to worry, worry where the hell the title is going to go. You know, so sometimes yeah, it's like I, the etch, the etch number. And it's just like, that's it on those. Yeah. 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 And again, but I'm a, I'm a typography freak. I love it. So, you know, with battery steel, I still work it in. And, and I, I think it, 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 I do it in a way that's like a really like organic and it helps the artwork, but with vitamin C, you know, Dino's a little more open to let me like try stuff. So we're going to see how this new like format goes where the lab, the title is pushed off to the side of the label and then the artwork's just full blown, like right in the middle, you know? So, and it looks nice too on social media, you know, it's, it, you're, you're going to list in the caption, you're going to say what the beer's called and the beer style. So why be redundant and slap it on the front of the label. And, and, um, and again, they don't distribute, so they don't need to worry about it being on the shelf and having people see what it's called. Whereas Battery Steel, they rely heavily on uh, distro. So I like to work the title in still so that when it's on the shelf in Whole Foods or whatever, people still know, oh, there's, you know, Bloom Squared, you know, Battery Steel logos right there on the front. So different yeah. breweries, different styles, but still, I, I love being challenged one way or the other. So Yeah. And I would say uh, we'll, we'll transition, but like the Curiosity, I believe it was the 100, like the black and white, like that bike, that like cross country bike was, that was dope. That was like, I mean, 100 was like probably, like that was a big undertaking, right? Like, I don't know, anytime it's like these milestone events, I feel like they like add more to it, but it was yeah. just, I, I'm a sucker for black and white. And like, I love your Inktober stuff. I think it's been a nice way for you to, to, to play with that, you know, those colors or lack thereof, you know, and yeah. make it work. Yeah, I think that's why that one was just like that. Yeah. Was, uh, 
was 100 i know one of them i think 101 was where it was the chick on the motorcycle wasn't that 101 or it was 100 with the chick i thought that was 100 i think it was 100 but yeah yeah it was just like yeah, it was yeah. Badass, yeah yeah she was pretty badass yeah and um it's kind of nice to go back to just the line style because when you can't rely on colors and textures you really need to make the line drawing like super tight and detailed and every stroke of my eye pencil needs to, to matter because you can't with a black lines and a white background you can't like fudge anything you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so uh two more uh in the background what do we got back there we got we got some drums yeah we I got, got the skate decks, you got skate decks back there? Bass guitar, this is, this is my display case full of cool shit. I got my drum kit there. Hand painted skate deck I did a while back. This is another skate deck right here that I painted of my mini dachshund on there. You can't really see- but Yeah, right. early days, right? Yeah, yeah, early days you did like, you did skate decks. Like if you go way back in the archive, right? Way back, yeah. I mean, I still, I still do like production skate decks now, but way back, you know, I would go to skate shops and they would donate their broken and traded in boards that kids would just leave there and I'd sand them off and then I would I would paint on them like that one right there. This is my flat file full of goodness. It's got my work, other people's work, and it's got a bunch of my my photography. I collect vintage photography and vintage movie posters and weird stuff and that's packed in there. And then right here, it's a little washed out for my light, but this is my, uh, my favorite movie is The Shining. So this is like my Shining Shrine mm -hmm. right there. So I got a couple of one-offs and a really cool poster and, and uh, yeah. And then up here, you can't see, but I got rest of my crazy collection, my fish tanks over there. And it's, it's, uh, I, you know what, I'm actually doing uh, um, a video uh, with uh, collective arts brewing. Um, they're doing an artist feature of me and they're actually going to have, I'm going to um, just, they want me to record it all on my iPhone, but they want me to kind of go around my studio and like just show like little corners of my studio and like, things from my personal collection that aren't necessarily my work, you know? Um, and then I'm going to answer some questions. So you'll be able to get a much better look at the space that I work in literally every day, every beer label I've ever done, I've done pretty much in this room. So uh, I'm really excited for people to follow me to see that video. It'll be out probably next month. Um, so you can like see this cool. little, these little like nooks and crannies of my, my, uh, my studio space up here. <clears throat> I just try to, surround myself with cool shit you know whether it's uh usually it's like vintage stuff i love vintage weirdness so go to a lot of flea markets and i do a lot of online shopping to find weird stuff so uh you'd be all right to better look at that <laughs> are you still doing are you still doing uh your your live drawing your weekly live drawing every week no no i, I kind of i put that on hold only because um towards the end of 2020 i just my client work just started getting crazy um you know, the, the basically the more, uh, the busier that Treehouse and vitamin C got, the busier I got. Um, and then started ramping up Kiever glass. And I just, I know it's only like 30 minutes to an hour once a week, but it's like more than that for me. It's not just the time. It's like, I really need to be in the right headspace for people that are watching. Um, and I don't want to just sit there and not talk. So I just wasn't really in the right headspace. I, I eventually I'll get back into it because I, I love it. And, um, and, and a lot of people still ask me like, when are those coming back? Cause they'd like look forward to it every week. So I won't say they're done. I don't, you know, my, the, the, the date is TBA, but uh, yeah, I will do live draws again. My Wednesday live draws, they, they will be back eventually. Yeah. Or just monthly or quarterly. Like I think, cause you're to your point, I think people like them. And I think that was, 
consistent. I mean, it was it was just great. I mean, I think that, uh, but especially with your, if you're going with a new style, it might be kind of fun to test some of the new styles, like while you're while you're doing it out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, we'll see. We'll see. Or maybe going with your pop up vibes and like just randomly, yeah, just like turn it on versus like the scheduled thing. I think that yeah, that might be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I definitely want to get back to some type of live feed because. Um, I, I was like one of the first people to start doing that on Instagram, like weekly. Um, and now it's kind of like the norm, like people are going live all the time, but um, I, I, I miss it. it. It is, it is fun to sort of kind of expose myself that way, open myself up to my people that my followers and have people uh, see how I work, even if it's just for 40 minutes or whatever, you know? So. I'll, I'll yeah. Get- I thought, I mean, I thought it was great. It was definitely pioneering. I think when we talk, first talked about it, it was, it was more like it was an outlet for you and it was a way for you to keep consistent, but just to see the evolution of your art yeah. and the fact that you were doing it. And like, it was pretty vulnerable. Yeah. You know, you, exactly. If you messed up and whatever, like it was, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm just, uh, it's just been cool to see how things. I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. I promise. I will. <laughs> I just, it was just one of my questions, man. There's no stress here. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah. There's plenty of, uh, so I mean, I could talk to you for hours. That's why. That's why I value your friendship. But um, as somebody who's, you know, I think this next, this new chapter from when we first connected, you know, I think we asked about the advice question early on. But you know, I don't think even none of us thought that Keeper would almost be like a a household name in the craft beer, which is crazy. Yeah. You, know, you won't say it, but I, but I will. But um, do you have any advice for somebody who's like, you know? want to you know make art like their their career or and just take it to take that next step yeah i mean i definitely will say you know how i touched on before like you know use social media as a tool um you know post a lot post every day and um you know bookmark things you know that catch your eye but don't let other people's follower count or workflow or opportunities make you feel less than um and i you know my, my wife is a great watercolor artist and she literally paints like every day. Um, and then she sometimes will ask me like, you know, what should I be doing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I'll give her my pointers for what I know about watercolor painting, but really it's just paint every day or do something every day. Um, if you're, a, if you draw, draw every day. If you don't feel like drawing every day, then maybe go to the library, you know, go old school, go look at, go look at some, some books or, go, you know, go somewhere where you can, you know, social distance safely and, and just, you know, look on Pinterest or something or, or learn about a a new type of art style or something that is connected to your craft. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, that's putting it simply as far as how do I become a better artist really is just paint and draw a shitload, keep grinding, um, you know, look at other artists work and try to figure out what they're doing that, you know, gets you excited, whether it be a color they use, the way they put the paint down, um, the, the brush they're using in Procreate. Um, and then as far as, you know, making it as an artist, um, I don't know if there's like a real, like making it, I don't know if there's yeah. like an actual, like, here's what you got to do. You know, I mean, there, there are books you can buy that will say, here's what you got to do, but I, I've bought and read those books and it's not what I did. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. it really is. I would say what I did was pinpoint, a, like first pinpoint a, an industry or two that you think you might want to work in. So let's say you want to do 
skateboards, right? Um, what I did when I picked that I, hey, I said I want to do beer labels and I want to do skateboards, both one or the other, something, you know? Um, so I just did, you know, like I said, with this skateboard right here, I just went in and just got some beat up ones that were free and sanded them off, um, hand painted them that in a way that I thought the shop might like, you know, I went to my local skate shop, brought them in and um, they picked out a couple of designs that they thought were rad and said, all right, we want to sell, we want to sell these designs in our shop. So then I had to go buy, download and learn how to use Illustrator from scratch. That was like, uh, like six or seven years ago. Um, but the point is, is that I picked an industry skateboarding and then I picked how I wanted to apply my art to that, that industry on the bottom of skate decks. So then I went, got a skate deck. I painted the skate deck, got the job, learned Illustrator, you know, took my art file from Illustrator and learned how to apply it to uh, a, um, a template for skateboard printing and then sent that to the skate shop. And, you know, I've done like, you know, 10, maybe five or 10 designs for them. Um, and then really you just take that same uh, same thing. If you say, Hey, I want to get into periodical illustrations. So just, just figure out how to do it, you know, build up your online portfolio, contact a local publication, you know, maybe get a gig and do a small spot illustration. So it's really, is just getting your foot in the door is, is I think is a lost form, especially with social media nowadays. Like, you know, these kids go on TikTok and do a jig and they get like 30 million followers and make tons of money and they're on a Super Bowl commercial. You know, that's not, how it's done uh, usually even with social media right. you know, these, these artists on here that you know they're pretty good um i think uh even the best artist needs improvement you know you could always grow um but i think they say all right well here's my instagram and here's some prints and buy them it's like well hey man like you know there's you gotta cultivate your followers you gotta you know humble yourself you gotta practice you got i mean even without going into the skate shop i would just paint all day and night and research stuff. And just like I said, go on, on, you know, Instagram really didn't exist yet. It was more uh stumble upon. I don't know if everyone on stumble upon back in the day, but um, ah, you're, you're sound old, dude. Um, Excite.com. And uh, yeah, what was it? MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just get find find artists that inspire you um, paint a shit ton and pick an industry that you think you might want to get into. Um, put your best work online, um, even if it's a really basic WordPress website. Just, you know, you don't want to have a bunch of good work and then go into, you know, the skate shop and say, here's my work. And then you give them your Instagram, which has like pictures of your food on it or whatever. Like you want to have some place that lives on, that your artwork lives online, your best work, so that when you give your business card to a company, they follow that link and then boom, there's your best work, you know, um, and then put work in your portfolio that is exactly like the work you want to do. So if you want to draw, you know, dogs on skateboards all day, your entire portfolio should be dogs on skateboards. You know, you're not going to get someone saying, hey, can you draw us uh, an alien? It's like, well, no, because they're going to hire you to, to draw dogs on skateboards because that's what your portfolio is. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if you go to my website. It's my personal favorite uh, beer labels, um, you know, some, some paintings I've done so that if someone's never seen my work, they can go on my website and say, Here, here's the kind of work this guy does. And, and he would be a good fit for this project or whatever. So, 
Um, really, yeah, just I totally. Yeah, paint yeah, a bunch, agree. paint a bunch, pick an industry. If it's beer labels, that's an easy one because you probably know a small up and coming brewery because there's like one on every corner now. So if they have mm-hmm. if they have labels that might need some help, just you know bring in some of your work, bring in some of your paintings, bring in your card that has your link to your website. You know, just something. Maybe uh, get get the 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 head brewer's um, business card. Get someone's business card. Just something you need to make a connection first you can't just throw all your art at them and hope it sticks you know you really you got to sort of cultivate that relationship first before you can get the job so that's my long-winded description but no it's good man because and if i remember the story correctly with treehouse you were designing like you gave them like was it six to eight like t-shirt designs like you just you like you're saying yours is needed you you were just need to find a way to be sticky and they're like oh we're thinking about doing t-shirts and you gave them so much that then one day you got the call that it was, I think, Curiosity 6 or 8, you know, and from there we're, you know, we're hundreds in. And, like, if anyone has followed Kiever, and, again, he won't say this, but he's one of the hardest working people I know, because, and he's, he's stuck to it. He's He made that point. When we first, I feel we caught you at, like, uh, this the beginning of your, of your growth. And oh, it's really been wonderful oh, for me to see because I see how hard you work. And not only that, like, when, you know, you're – you're talking about the pop-ups, like the way you interact with people is like, it's, it's completely genuine and honest. Like you legit probably are, are Jones are for that connection. Cause that's yeah. part of who you are. Totally. And I think it's, and it's, and you're breaking the stereotype, like the unapproachable artist. Like you are, you're psyched to talk to people about your work and yeah. hear, hear like how much they appreciate it. And I've, yeah, it's been wonderful. I, mean, I, I think the world of you, man, I, I know you talk a bunch anyway, but, I just think that like how hard you work and how passionate you are and you continue to push it, push it. You know, it's cool to learn. Uh, there's Timber Ales. They launched in North Haven. Like you did some of their early, you know, home batch stuff. And like, you know, it was just, it's just kind of cool to see how, how far you reach across all the stuff. And yeah, man, yeah, I, 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 uh, AJ, I really appreciate that, man. That, that, that means a lot, you know, not only, uh, you know, i I, I'm my biggest critic, you know. I mean, I, I always want my work to right. Like I said, I knew you wouldn't say, I knew you wouldn't say any of that, right? So, like, <laughs> when I told you about the original piece I had in my house, yeah. I know in the back of your head you're going, "Oh man, I'd really like to get another, like, do a modern oh. version of that." I probably, you know, Dude, but I, I think I, the thing is beautiful, and it's in it's in a color choice that you never use. It's like orange and reds, yeah. and it's like it's it's beautiful, yeah. Hey man, I mean, you look at some of even the most famous artists. I mean. Uh, you know, Picasso, you know, he, he ended his career with, you know, these trippy, you know, acid trip drawings, but it, early on, he did like these beautiful still lifes of flowers and fruit and stuff. I mean, if you're an artist and you 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 take the plunge, like I did saying, I'm going to do this and only this with no backup plan. I'm going to be an artist. Like when you output as much work as I do, like your, your style is inevitably going to change and you know, and it has to, because it's just what happens, you know? I mean, I used to only use markers for all my work. Now I use watercolor for all my work and my iPad and acrylic paint and spray paint for walls. And I paint walls. Spray paint, yeah, memories, yeah. Yeah, because I think that, that the, the flicker kind of uh, Pollocky like technique yeah. you use with like the brush, like that was, you know, that was evolution for yeah. for your snow and your, and your smoke and stuff totally, like that. Yeah. yeah. So it I think always, that- uh, It could be anything as simple as, um, 
I mean, it could be a drastic change that, you know, saying I used to use markers and now I only use watercolor, or like you said, like, this is how I used to paint chimney smoke and now I do it this way, like a, a small stylistic change. So it, it, you can zoom in and out of your stylistic change from look at your entire career and say, wow, this is how much I changed. Or you can zoom all the way into like a, a, a doodle you did yesterday, you know, while you're on the phone like that looks different than, than a phone doodle you do five years ago. Cause it's just like, you're just always changing. Um, and it's, it's like your, your tastes change too for, for food, for music, for beer, for anything, you know? So I, I get sick of my own work all the time. So I say, well, why am I sick of this? Well, I'm sick of using the color blue. It's like, well, don't use the color blue anymore. See what happens. You know? So I think, you know, this, the saying, you know, life begins outside of your comfort zone, like, that's a little bit too broad for me. I would say yeah. your, your, your true artistic, um, like uh, not field, like your, your artistic goals and like landmarks, your, your different um, career landmarks and, and changes happen out of your comfort zone. So me buying my iPad scared the shit out of me. And now it's one of my, it's like the tool I use the most for my, my client work. Um, it wasn't initially because if I, 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 if you looked at my first drawings I did on it, they looked terrible. You know what I mean? But, um, mm -hmm. you know, now it's like, what's going to be the next thing? Maybe, you know, I really want to get into oil painting eventually. So maybe that'll be the next thing. So I really just. I'll put you in touch with, uh, with Daniel, Daniel Endicott from Forest of Maine. He's, yeah, you guys can team up. Nice. But now I've, you guys, I'm getting sick of stuff. You don't have the answers, but are, are you sick of cabins yet? Like, do you feel like, uh, are you cabined out a little bit? No way, baby. I just do one today. <laughs> good. All I know right, the good. other yeah, people yeah. are, but like that's like my my that's like my character. I always say that, but yeah, I, I definitely yeah. I thought like if I was gonna get a tattoo of your stuff, I'd probably get like a cabin. Like that would that would kind of like that would be cool. I'm long overdue for a cabin tattoo. I need to get something, but I I think um, this this new. Do you have like, any room left on that body? I know you're all sleeved up now, but yeah, like, yeah my, do you have my, any room? Last I saw I you got the. You're all, you got the hand guy last I time. Got, right? I got room. I got room. I, got, I wanted to get like a real like tiny, just like a simple one, maybe like no color, just like a quick line drawing version, sneak it in there. But um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, cabins will, probably won't go away from me. I snuck one in on, on the most recent treehouse label I did. So I, I'm always trying to sneak them in there here and there. <laughs> all right, good. Yeah, you should. And you're not asking for any marketing advice, but you need to go with a black T-shirt that has Kiever on it and then a cabin on the back. You need yeah. to make that happen. Yeah, I actually I did um, years ago. I did a run of white tees that's just like you described. You know, they said Kiever and had the cabin on the back. But um, I, I'm long overdue for some new merch, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, put that on the yeah Kiever glass or whatever site it is. KieverShirts.com. Yeah, I'm in, dude. Eventually, yeah. yeah. Sign me up. All right, brother. Well. uh, I look forward to the 2021 hug and catching up and having a few and, know. you know, seeing where things are. And, you know, you know, I think the world of you is anything I can ever do to help you. You know, I'm always, I'm always here and looking forward to the, you know, what, what's next, man. Cheers, buddy. That's, uh, you mean a lot to me and, and uh, every other artist you've talked to. And of course the, I mean, I really hope the craft beer industry knows what they have with you, man. You're, you're, you're the shit and uh, you've really have highlighted um, craft beer is awesome. Art's awesome. And you just kind of like brought them together and you've helped break it through this, this membrane that is uh, social media and, and uh, you've really helped to pr promote artists and um, 
can't thank you enough, man. You're, you're, you're the shit. Oh man, much love. And I kind of like you're saying, you say it will make it happen. We're going to, we're going to do a book. We're going to figure it out. Like you're saying, just look. So we're doing weird research on paper types and embossings and the whole thing. We have no idea what we're doing right now, but we're going to make sure that uh, you're, you're featured in that. And, you know, we've had Jessica Batista on, I remember you introduced me to her at the show in New Haven. And that to me is always like, it always means the world when someone just says, Hey, you got to check this person out. It's like, that humility and like that was my favorite part of me was like all the artists just like you know we're all catching a buzz and just talking and yeah, you know awesome. spray paint and like it was just it was awesome so i yeah well yeah. uh 2021 we'll, we're, we're closer we than more. we are to the beginning and, uh, we will do we will do a proper and uh celebrate we'll go we'll go visit dino Dino, i want to do a beer with you in the future just throwing out yes. there and see what happens we're gonna try this keeper thing just say things and they'll happen